Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Are you excited for baseball, buddy? I always am excited for baseball, Jacob, mostly because it's my first and favorite sport, but also because this is the most successful men's team on campus. So I have to root for them. Uh, you know, and they signed Trout to a five-year extension last Bag year. Bag-watching, bro. Bag-watching. I'm, I'm for everybody getting paid is my thing. And so I just want to make sure everybody's getting paid. And after the season that the Bobcats had, if we didn't try to get Trout, I was going to be very upset. He was the first head coach we, we got to cover, too. Um, kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, as soon as they did that, I, I started seeing, you know, he was talking about, like, oh, just continuity for the program and, you know, blah, 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 whatever they want to do this year. I'm immediately thinking, Texas State's a baseball school. We're allocating money. <laughs> this is how you get donors. So two opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, but Trout explains everything very succinctly. Excellent. Texas State's three biggest exports, one teachers, two alcoholics, three baseball players. So uh, two of those three can donate money to the baseball program. So They're about to be exporting hope pretty soon to the rest Ooh. of the athletics department, too. I so. like that. So so this is Square Talks uh, with Stephen Trout. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Squaring Around. This is Square Talks. Where we talk to Texas State coaches, Texas State players, and everything that makes Texas State athletics tick. We're joined by uh, head coach of the baseball team, Stephen Trout. Coach, thanks for joining us. It was a monster season you guys had last year. Uh, looking to do more of the same always. Um, but I, I, I'm really super excited to talk to you because I think you were my first like head coaching hire that I got to cover at the Star. Uh, Zimmel picked me up. This is the day I got back from a study abroad trip to Japan. And he took me to a party that night. It was probably the worst thing you could do for jet lag. And then... Uh, the next day I was at your press conference covering you. I could barely hold a camera, man. So <laughs> it's just awesome to see what you've done with the program. Uh, that's great. Now, first, thanks for having me on. And um, also, you guys have this podcast. Yeah, anything we can promote the program, promote the university, the athletic department, all the above, uh, I'm all in for. So I appreciate you guys having me on. In my defense, Coach, that party was a lot better before I brought Jacob to it. And by the time we got back from the airport, it was dead. So it kind of was a waste. I thought it was a great party. Um, We had a good time. I want to ask you, so there's a bunch of baseball questions we can talk about last season. I want to ask you this. Do you have a cool nickname? Because, like, I always thought Big Fish was a really cool nickname for guys like Salmon and Trout. Did did you never get that? Anybody ever give that to you? Nah, I mean, growing up, you'd hear the the joke usually from another team or crowd of, you know, rainbow or something like that for the rainbow trout. So now it, it's just stuck with trouty. Trouty's the only thing that kind of kind of happens. The players call it, coaches call it, everybody calls it. So okay, time call me trouty too. So <laughs> whatever. So we we figured it out. So nope, that's that's usually it. All right. Well, Trouty's when we're sixteen j- on Twitter. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. When Jacob said we were having you, I said we got the big fish. So all right, I'm happy. We we can get into it. Let's talk about last season because last. Last season reset the bar, I think, for Texas State baseball. Would you agree? Would you say that this now is like, you know, there was a lot of success under Ty Harrington, um, but last season just felt special. What what made it so different last year? 
Yeah, I think it was a couple of things. I think, uh, you know, one, obviously all the records we set. Um, anytime you set a record, in my opinion, it doesn't matter how small or big and or on what level, uh, you know, you broke a record, and that's really tough to do. And so uh, that team last year set so many of them, and still some are still coming out with and – it, and it's a result of selling most season tickets in, in school history and all sorts of stuff that has happened because of it. Um, and so, yes, they definitely have taken our program to the next level. Uh, to back it up, we've had a lot of great teams here uh, since I've been here, since Coach Harrington's been here, since Coach Bouchon's been here. So there's a lot of, you know, rich tradition here um, in our history. And so, but yeah, this this team just kind of, I think it was a little bit on the edge of the 21 season, right? Had a, had a down year, had a lot of injuries for for a lot of reasons. We had a uh, a really bad year and we didn't run from that. We, we actually stared it right in the face and, and wanted to make change and wanted to make sure that never happened again. And so um, everything we asked them to do from, um, you know, we brought a, a mental game coach that we worked with quite a bit through this past season. Um, and then some small changes culture wise, we wanted to do just anything we asked them to do. They were all in because we kind of had them at, uh, you know, the floor right now of trying to build this thing back up. And, and uh, yeah, they took it only to the rooftops. And so it was just a fun year. And, and momentum is a key thing in sports. It's a really key thing in, in baseball. And as soon as you get those, uh, the momentum and the, more importantly, the confidence that, hey, it's a one-run ball game, we're going we're gonna to find a way to win this game. It just tends to happen and happen and happen. Where the year before, I don't know how many one-run ball games we lost, just we couldn't get it done. And so uh, a lot of things went into it. But like I said, when they, when they got that confidence, they ran with it. And more importantly, they didn't stop. You know, they weren't satisfied with just winning conference. They just kept winning and kept winning. Um, obviously, almost close to the Super Regional, which is obviously still a dagger in the heart a little bit. But it, 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 once again, it, it got people really excited about Texas State baseball um, and it put our program that was already on the map on on, on, a, on a bigger stage. Tell me more about that mental coach, because did you have that when you were in high school and college and when you were playing ball? Like, And, and what, would, what what does that do for, for our team? Yeah, so the, the, the mental game is obviously a huge part of, of all sports, especially baseball, right? We fail more than we succeed. So trying to get in that good frame of mind. Plus, as many games as we play, you know, three games a weekend, four games a week. Uh, all, all the big league teams now usually have a mental game coach that they come in and and just try to get them in the right frame of mind and, and able to stay in the present moment. So for us, honestly, it was a guy that I worked with back in 06 when I played at TCU. We brought him in. Um, we were the first team he ever worked with. And you probably heard the name Kim Revisa before, guys like that in the middle game. He actually worked under him. Um, his name's Brian Kane. And so when we were coming back from, from Montgomery after the 21 season, um, you know, it was like a 10 hour bus ride. And I was, I was going through the, through the year A to Z and trying to figure out, okay, when we get back in San Marcos, I got a plan together to figure out how to not let this ever happen, especially on my watch again. And so one of the biggest things I thought was we need to get in a better place mentally and, and uh, be able to handle adversity better. And so, um, yeah, we, we talk with Brian all the time and he comes in usually the fall and helps us with end game routines of how to, you know, like I said, you know, have a good deep breath and have just focus, you know, trying to focus on pitch by pitch. It's a long game, three, four hour game, but you got to focus for three or four seconds at a time. And so uh, be able to get over bat at bats and go play defense or be able to get over a call, whatever it might be. So it just kind of changes your mindset. Uh, but it truly just makes you makes you tougher. And to me, that's what tough is all about. It's not about, you know, can I go beat a guy up or whatever it might be? It's about how, how strong can you be mentally? And the guys that play in the big leagues, obviously, physically, they're really talented. But mentally, they're the toughest people um, out there. And so, um, yeah, they, we've carried it over to this year. And you can just see a difference in our guys. When something bad happens, we just get to the next moment. There's nothing you can do about it. You talk about, uh, you know, I, 
that that's really cool that y'all are doing that too. I was telling Zimmel off air though that in 2020 though that that season was off to a great start as well, and then you know the world kind of fell apart. Um, <laughs> so to bounce back from 2020, which was just a weird year in itself, and then 21, and you get all this steam behind you. Just talk about last year. It was amazing, really. I listened to the game, uh, the last game, the Stanford game uh, last night, just in preparation for this. Was, even from that, it was just great to listen to. Oh yeah, I mean it was just day in and day out. And so, yeah, you go the 20 year, that was, that was my first year as the head guy. And, you know, we, we get it rolling, right. 14 or four heading into conference pretty much. And, and uh, obviously got shut down. And then, you know, I think with every team, with every sport, you, you, one thing is you got to stay healthy and 21, we didn't stay healthy. Uh, some guys had to get kind of sped up in roles that they probably weren't ready for. And they started struggling. And then guys that, you know, were kind of, I wouldn't say necessarily the role guys, but, guys that, you know, they had other guys around them that can help them out. Those guys were out of the lineup. And so they had to step up. And when you, when you lose confidence, this game's really, really tough. And so, um, so yeah, 22 was just fine. I, I still go back and watch, uh, you know, times when, when my kiddos go to bed and maybe my wife's already asleep. I'll, 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 I'll get back on YouTube and, and click up some of those games and just, uh, I watch the good moments. And then honestly, I still watch some of the bad moments. I watched the last, the last walk-off hit and, you know, it kind of, it still kind of fuels me to this day of, Hey, like, I can't wait till we get that last out and we're on the other side of it, you know? So I think in this game, you gotta, you gotta remain humbled and you gotta stay motivated and we're definitely not satisfied heading into this new year. No, that is, I mean, honestly, that's really good motivation. We talk about a little bit about, you know, the, the new, st- I don't know. Is it a new standard? Is this a new bar? Where, where would you say? Yeah. I mean, our, our goal every year, we don't, we don't set a whole lot of goals in our program. Uh, to me, the biggest thing is we want to be in, in the NCAA tournament. That that is at the at the end of the regular season, at the end of the the conference tournament. However, we can get there if we can get ourselves in the field of sixty four. To me, we we've done our job. Now it depends on who gets hot at the right time and go gets after it. So uh, you know, we there's small things like forty wins and you know, of course, we want to win the Sun Belt. But you know, there's been years where we won the Sun Belt but didn't make the field of sixty four. So um, and so to me, the whole goal of this program is we got to find a way. However, that is when the tournament, whatever it might be, to get into that field of 64. And so, but it has changed our guys, I think, their mindset a little bit. I think with, you know, hadn't been to regional 11 years and all the guys that returned, they just got, got to experience. They got to see uh, the hype. And obviously, we played one of the more uh, classic um, regionals you'll ever find out there, uh, down to game seven to the last inning and everything that happened. And so, just all of that, they, they want that again. And more importantly, now they expect it again. It's not this thought out there of, hey, you know, this regional everybody talks about, now that they've been there, their feet have been on the ground, they've played, they've gotten swings, Jose Gonzalez has hit home runs in it, hopefully he does it again, and so these guys, they want that again so bad, uh, but they know it doesn't just happen because we show up and put our uniforms on, they know how hard they got to work, they know how hard we got to play, uh, how locked in we got to be, and more importantly, how good our culture has to stay through adversity, and so I'll be honest with you, we didn't have a lot of adversity last year um, inside of our program, we didn't have a lot of injuries, um, you know, besides the one week where we lost three games, one A&M and two to Georgia Southern, we really never had, had a losing week last year. Um, and so there was a lot of adversity. And so we always prep for that. We know it's coming, an injury's coming, a bad week's coming. Uh, to me, how do you get to the next moment? Do you let it snowball into a losing streak or do you, you find a way to get mentally tough and, and get over it? And so I think these, this group understands that. But like I told them the other day, it's a new group, right? We got returners, we got new guys. Now we got to find a way that when adversity hits, we feel like our culture is really good right now. It's going to get tested here over the next three or four weeks when all of a sudden we lose a game or all of a sudden there's only nine guys in the lineup or all of a sudden I don't, I don't get to throw on a weekend. 
how does that change your team? And hopefully our culture stays strong and we keep battling through it. Let's talk about the pitching staff this year, coach. Cause I, what I'm again, I don't want to say it's the best that you've ever had, but I want to say it's the best that you probably have had at Texas state under your reign as the head coach, a bunch of guys get nominated for the preseason team. I know that doesn't mean a ton to a head coach because it's the preseason uh, awards. You kind of want the postseason awards, I think more, but you got to feel pretty good that everybody's looking at Texas state's pitching staff and saying like, this might be the best of the Sun Belt. Yeah, I've never been part of a championship team that didn't have really good pitching. And pitching and defense has to be there. Obviously, if you can mix in some great offense, uh, that's big. But if you're only trying to score two or three runs a game and not trying to score eight to ten, makes makes life a little easier. And so, um, yeah, I, I would say it's a pretty true statement going on paper that this is probably a, a deeper pitching staff. We probably have more quality arms than we've ever had um, since I've been here. I think the key now is trying to figure out some of those roles that we lost. Obviously, we lost the the software of the year um, in, the, in the country, and that's hard to find. That's hard to replace. And it might not be one guy just replace him um, in Stivers. And so we got to figure out how to close baseball games out. we got some options. Uh, but some of them have never closed a Division I baseball game. And so that's going to be part of the transition of figuring this thing out. But, yeah, when you go with, um, you know, Zeke Wood and Levi Wells, just to, just to start it off, you know, in, in your starting rotation – that's a pretty good one-two punch. And so I feel like we have two aces going on on Friday and Saturday, and that's uh, that's going to be challenging. And then mixing in some new guys and, and uh, some returners that have developed, um, it's it's a deep pitching staff. And so we'll get tested early. Um, you know, week two, we actually have five games. And so we have double midweeks that week, And so, which I'm excited for. That's the time in the in, in when your staff, you feel like you have all those arms. So they get a chance to get out there and figure it out. And so, um, you know, and, and with our program, how, how you do when you, when you get the ball determines on if you get the ball back or not. So when, when we hand it to you, don't give it back to us. Go get outs, and, and that's how you get more innings. And so um, I'm excited about it. It's been fun. Uh, but like I said, just a lot of – there is a lot of returners, which I'm really excited about. Still a lot of unproven guys or guys that haven't pitched for our program before that I'm excited to – to figure that out and figure out these roles, right? You know, a, a valuable guy last year we lost besides Stivers was Matt Nicholas, right? He came in, sidearm guy, multiple times, guys in scoring position, he'd come in and, you know, get a ground ball and a strikeout, and we were out of the jam. And so we got to figure out who is that guy. We got a guy like Dixon that we know that can do that. Who's that next guy to step in those roles? So we had the arm talent. We got to figure out the roles and uh, hopefully figure it out as fast as we can as, as we're winning baseball games. Well, Jacob and I always joke that I could always walk on if I, if need be, if you had a, I'm a left-handed pitcher. I could always step up for you, coach, but it doesn't sound like you're going to need me this year. It feels like you got a pretty good staff. There's two speeds in pitching. There's above hitting speed and there's below hitting speed might be below hitting speed. I might need you. So let me know. (laughs) I'm a, I'm more of a culture fit coach. If you're looking for someone. So (laughs) man, I got to have those guys too. Yeah, there you go. What do the bullpens look like? Do the bullpens look good so far in the spring? Yeah, they have, you know, we, we don't necessarily put them in those roles early in the spring. It's more, hey, we're getting our innings in. Uh, we're going to build our pitch counts to a certain extent. Um, actually, this weekend will be the first weekend that we kind of go, all right, these two guys are starting. The other guys are in the bullpen. Be ready. And so that's kind of the mindset this weekend. Start figuring out those guys. Those guys were thinking about closing. Hey, let's throw you one day, give you a day rest, and give you another day to see how you bounce back. Because that's key as well. Cybers are, Cybers are throw three days in a row and be just as efficient on day three than he was on day one that's really hard to find. So mm-hmm. we're not expecting anybody to be that. And so, like I said, we might have multiple guys that close games out or guys, maybe, maybe it's a two inning, three inning save. And then we go to somebody else the next day. And so, uh, but so far so good, but 
it's a little different when that place is packed, the lights are on, there's another team in the dugout and it's the real deal. So that's when, uh, that's when the money's made. So we'll, uh, the practice is, is a little easier sometimes. So we'll, uh, we'll wait to see what happens and then we'll figure out our roles there. You mentioned the stadium being jam-packed. Can you see a difference? Because I remember six years ago, it feels like now, going to the fir- my first Bobcat games on campus, and it was a good crowd, but you know the A&Ms, the Texas comes to town, it, the place is packed versus, say, a Lafayette or a Georgia Southern. But now it feels like every single game, you have a great crowd. Can you tell the difference as a coach? Can you tell the difference as a player when the, the stands are packed? Yeah, you definitely can. And, uh, you know, but – I think even going back to like the Texas game at home last year, it's always packed. We always sell it out. We always set a new attendance record, but just the energy they brought was off the charts. I mean, I've never heard our place that loud. And so it was just um, every game, they were just so into it because I think they, they started seeing and and people say all the time winning, winning cures a lot. And that's true. You know, people want to come out, they want to support a winner. I say that and cheer for them. And so um, it's easy to come to, to the game, but if you're losing, it's hard to kind of cheer, you know, so we want to put the right product out there. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, last year was, was a lot of fun, hopefully going into this year with, you know, we set we set the, the new record for, for season ticket holders. Um, and so hopefully that things just can see you pack out and, and, uh, and keep filled up because it's definitely a home field advantage when that place gets rocking. It, it makes it tough on that guy out there. It's a pretty ballpark too. I've yet to also find a better hot dog uh, <laughs> over there. So I had a great, Great time. And me and Zimmel would tailgate some of those games that were like, you know, when you guys were playing in 48, 50 degrees, nobody wanted to be there. And we're in their jackets hanging out. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great atmosphere. It is. It's fun. It's fun. I, I can say I haven't had a hot dog yet. I haven't. When I got thrown out a couple times in 21, I just went right to the locker room. So I skipped the hot dog. But I might throw one out this year. You never know. Yeah. Well, don't get thrown out. Don't don't get thrown out. (laughs) But you should have a hot dog. But if you do, on your way out, get a hot dog. I'm blaming on you guys when it happens. (laughs) That's good. Well, okay. We we talked about last year, and Jacob's wearing his Slam Marcus shirt and a bunch of home run hitters last year. We were joking a little bit off air. I'm okay with a small ball. I'm very much the old school, great pitching, bunt the guy across. What's the philosophy? coming into the season is it is it still like hey you know we're, we're looking for exit velocity or do you have guys now that you go okay we're hitting for average we're just going to try to win two one three two games yeah i mean the, the crazy part about our philosophy is it hasn't changed since i've been here since 2016 um it ran into last year where just some older veteran hitters, hitters understood their counts understood their leverage um and obviously when our place when the wind starts blowing out it's a very hit, hitters friendly ballpark and so uh, to me, they just did a better job understanding their approach and what they were trying to do. Uh, where maybe in years past, guys were trying to do too much and you know ran out of barrel or or pull off the baseball. And so uh, you know we're always trying to. Our our, our goal is to um, attack mistakes in the middle of field. We're looking to do damage in the middle of field. Uh, if that's a double, that's a double. That's a if it's a home run, it's a home run. But we never actually try to go up there and go, hey man, I need someone to hit one out here. So we're just trying to hit line drives in the middle of field. They hit a little higher in the wind, normally tends to go out at our place. And so, um, and same thing, I think it kind of became the MO of our team, um, you know, but they were never going up there, I thought, trying to hit a home run. It was just results of really good approaches and really good swings. And so uh, this season, who knows? You know, we might hit 100 home runs. We might hit 40 home runs. I'm not really for sure. Uh, We do have some speed guys in there. We might, um, you know, we stole some bags last year, might be in the same market in this year. But uh, part of that kind of determines on who kind of wins a couple of these Jobs are still waiting to fill. Um, and then more importantly, same thing, how they show up. You know, I know some guys 
can really, really run that are in those roles. Um, and then I know some guys are more the, the power guys. And so it just kind of depends on, you know, what our, what our team turns into. Um, but to me, that's a goal of a, of a, not just head coach, but on the offensive side, to me, you got to figure out your team, whatever your team, you know, I understand. I, I like it home runs because it's easy. It's third base, right? Yeah. You, you don't put a sign on it homers and you high five them on the way by you start putting plays on. It becomes a little, a little bit more stressful. Uh, but I, that's also fun as well. It's a lot of pressure on that pitcher. So each year it's a new year. Um, and so what we'll to figure it out, I, I'm in for a lot of home runs. Cause like I said, that's, that's easy, but, uh, but it also goes back to our pitching staff, right? If we're only giving up a couple runs a game, then maybe it does become a little bit more small bar market if that's what we need to do to win the baseball game. Cause at the end of the day, that's all I care about. You mentioned that you have some positions open still. Is that, does that mean that you have a ton of talent that it's only nine places on the field or is it like, Hey, we're still trying to find somebody to cream rises to the top. Yeah. A little bit of both. Um, you know, we lost five guys of on our everyday starters from last year's team. And so uh, we lost our in, entire infield besides um, our first baseman. So uh, there, yeah, there's multiple guys right now pushing for some of those jobs and, you know, my, my staff's probably tired of me saying, hey, what's the start lineup? Because every day it seems to change, which to me is a good problem. You know, when it's when it's set in stone from the very get-go, that means that's probably your guys, and then they're, they're way ahead of the other guys. And so, uh, you know, and then still some of our outfield positions, same thing. There's some guys that are really battling for it. Some guys might have played better last week, but, you know, really and truly this weekend's the most important for those guys to try to be in that start lineup because whoever's hotter going into opening weekend are probably the guys that are going to get the start. But you'll see – Guys get their chances, especially early. Um, you know, last year we were kind of more set uh, because those guys had kind of earned it. They were older guys, veteran guys, and we kind of had a couple guys we mixed in. So, uh, yeah, some guys are definitely making it more challenging on us because of how well they played um, in this early spring. Can you talk about uh, just how you guys managed that y'all got last year? You know, I, I always thought that that's what your staff probably did one of the best things is just like, uh, his team's skyrocketing. Everybody's starting to cover him. I work for one of the biggest, you know, TV companies. They own 20 stations in Texas. And it seemed like everybody had y'all at some point during that run. Um, what does that take, you know, just, just getting in these guys? Yeah, that that's cool. I think, you know, I, I think somebody wrote, wrote the stat out during our regional, just the week of the regional. I think there was a million clicks on our website um, just alone. And so that just shows you what athletics can do. Um, you know, for the university and, and our new president, he's awesome and, and understands that. And uh, but to me, it's just to me, it just goes credits to our players, just how hard they played, how hard they worked and what they've done for it. And I love when they get the credit for it, because to me, they put all the time in and, and uh, put all the effort in. And so uh, but, yeah, it's, it's it's fun to watch out there. We have media day today, so there'll be some cameras out there. And to me, that's awesome. Anytime we were ranked last year or anytime we had something going on that was, you know, in, in the media, some people kind of steer away from it. I, I congratulate our guys. Hey guys, we were ranked number 10th this week. That's awesome. Not where we want to be. We still got nine spots to go, but congratulations. Or, Hey, you're the pitcher of the week. That's awesome. You know, you, you guys have played so well, you deserve this recognition, but we're not where we need to be. And, and to us, we always talk about, I said it earlier about trying to be in the present moment. And uh, that's where as coaches, you get worried about, right? You get this hype, you get these, you know, these, these Twitter followers, or you get these uh, people coming out to interview you. And all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I've made it. Like we're, we're there. It's like, well, hey, man, we're, we're week seven of the season. We got a, we got a long ways to go. So if you start worried about um, or, or patting yourself on the back, this this game will humble you really, really fast. And so you got to just stay day by day, stay where your feet are, stay in the present moment. And uh, that's what the, you know last year's team was so good at. 
I think everybody breathed a sigh of relief too and the university extended you. And so I was like, I was celebrating once I got that email. I was like, oh, perfect. This is amazing. This, this place is special, man. And and uh, we're, we're building something special. So uh, I couldn't be more fired up to be here and have that five-year extension. So it was awesome for my family and I. Sure. Oh yeah, no, that's a, it's kind of a relief too, that you can kind of think to yourself, all right, you know, this is where I want to like my home to be, which is, I mean, it's, it's hard to put a value on that. You know what I mean? Like just the comfortability of knowing like, this is my home ballpark. Yeah, for sure. I think it, you know, last year was technically going into the last year of our contract. So, you know, you can, you can let that stress you out to me. I, I control what I can control and however the chips fall, they fall. And, and, uh, and so, but yeah, it gives you a lot of comfort. It really helps in recruiting when guys go, Hey man, like I see you're, you know, you're going to be here, you know, through my junior year for sure, you know, or my senior year, whatever it might be. And that really helps out families understand the security of, of uh, the coaching staff being here. And, and uh, like I said, keeping my staff together is a huge deal. And so, um, so yeah, that's nice. Yeah. We moved back here in 2016 and, and uh, had our daughter in 17 and had our son in 21. So this is, this is truly home, you know, hooks is where I'm from and, and all my family's still back there and that's where I grew up. But, you know, really for the, for the latter part of my career of my life, San Marcos is home. And so, yeah, we're, we're excited for it. And we've got some, some other cool plans we're going to unveil here soon. Um, and so, yeah, we're just trying to keep, keep taking this program to the next level. Ooh, a little tease there. I like it. I like it. That's how you work the media, yeah, but I gotta, you know, mix it in there. I like it. I, 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 we talked to a, a bunch of different coaches about this. I am a recruiting nerd. I, I love to talk to college coaches about what the pitch is. So say Jacob is an 18 year old on his mom's couch. What's the pitch to get him to come to Texas state to play baseball? You just want me to walk to the river or not? All right. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, for us, it's, it's uh it's a bunch of different things, but you know, the biggest thing right now, like you, we've, we've been talking about is just the momentum in our program. Um, you know, back in, in 2019, they spent, $65 million on our athletic department, which got us all new facilities with locker room, weight rooms, offices, video rooms, training rooms. Obviously, our field is, is beautiful, and they added the turf in 19, um, and we're not satisfied. And like I said, talking about the, the future plans of our program, and to me, we're just at the, the doormat of what we're trying to do here. And so uh, we've been to a regional before. We've been to a regional final before. We've never been to super regional. We've never been to Omaha, and that's our goal every single day we wake up is how do we get this place there? And, and uh, this program deserves it. This university deserves it. And uh, when we go to Omaha one day, that river is going to flood with people when we celebrate. So you want to be a part of it or not? I, I'm here for it, Coach. Let's get to Omaha. I love that city, and I, uh, I'd i love to see you guys play there. I'm ready I'm to sign a paper. I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> you, you talked a little bit about this, Coach, but just culture and how that has helped build the atmosphere you all have right now. Do you think you have the funniest team on campus? I think so. They're pretty good. You know, we had our, our dinner the night, our leadoff dinner, and this team's got some personality. They, they came out with some some dancing and some choreographed stuff, and then Austin Smith and Dixon got there and sang. And first line, every road's got a long first mile. Everybody's got a dream and dream. Yeah, we've only got so much time. You ain't getting much. Hey, uh, they're kind of they, – they're kind of – they kind of got it going on right now, so I, I'm excited about it, and I love that, right? I love different personalities on our team. It's usually the pitchers that bring out the personality because they pitch one day, and they got six more days to talk trash or be funny or whatever it might be, and so it's uh, it's a fun time. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a good group, but that's how I know our team is close is when there's all these jokes going on, and they're laughing, and they're talking, and it's not just pitchers in one group and hitters in one group, or more importantly, seniors in one group and freshmen. 
they're all just mixed in there. And that's something we're big on is, hey, man, everybody's got a role. Everybody's just as important. doesn't matter what year you are or, or what role you play. You're part of the family. So let's go make this thing happen. But they probably get that from their coach, how funny they are. Would you believe me if uh, I told you that the Domingo Ayala video y'all had posted like forever ago when Harrington was still here uh-huh. was the number one ever viewed video on Texas State Athletics YouTube page? Domingo. See. Grab a seat. That's uh I'm Coach Harrington, the head baseball coach here at Texas State, and you're in my seat. So go ahead and sit in that seat. There's three open seats, my man. Glad you're here. Big weekend for us. Tonight, our big time leadoff dinner, where we've had the likes of Roger Clemens, Paul Goldschmidt. Who are those guys? They still play or what? Was it really? That's yeah. awesome. So I think I think y'all have been the funniest team for a long time. That's awesome. I doubt it beat the the, the, the Longhorns down from Stivers, though. Oh yeah, true. I'm about to recheck that one, but yeah, that was actually right before I got back. They brought uh, Domingo in, and that dude's hilarious. So I think <laughs> a science teacher or something. So in real life, he sent that. Jacob sent that to me this week and was like, "Can you believe how funny this is?" And I was like, "I feel like I've seen that, and I had. I'd watched it before. So yeah, I'm I'm part of the reason that it's." Get so many clicks. I've watched it multiple times now. <laughs> That's good. Good. Thanks, Coach. This was a this is a great interview, man. No, I appreciate you guys. Obviously, let us know if you want to come out, get some BPM, whatever it might be. You got to get out of North Dakota for that to happen. But the uh, we got North Dakota State coming in this year, so just hop on their flight and get on down here. Um, so, Zimmel, the thing that stuck out to me the most in that conversation is that now, like that, they've gone to the Sanford Regional. That's what they want to do every single year. And if they're not playing in postseason, it's unsuccessful, both for the baseball team and the softball team. It's like if we're not playing in May or June, why are we here? You know, I, I agree with that. However, I would like to point out that he said that I was a slow, slow ball pitcher. And I think that I could get it by some guys just getting my arm a little bit of time to warm up. And I, I think I could be breezing guys off the plate. Even before this conversation with him, I was I had asked you, what do you think you could top out on right now? And you were like 85, 87, you know, and I was like, I don't know. We put some tiger bomb on you. It's the right day. You're on a hill. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you every day I sit in the office and I play with a little baseball. I work on the different hands. I work with the different, I, I, sometimes when I'm only the only person there, I do lunges, put my hand above my head and do some lunges, get the, the hip flexors ready, you know? baseball is the only sport where you don't have to be really cut to be playing it. And uh, I might mess around and end up in a beer league this year, just breezing guys off the plate. I'm good, man. Big lefty, hefty lefty. I'm here for it. Dude, yeah. Oh, that's an odd look too. So you don't have to be that, you know, I think if you had told him that he would have been like, hey, could you sign tonight? <laughs> we get you well, out of San Marcos. Like, I, I told him I was left-handed and he still was like, ah, some guys change of pace i'm cool with it you know if i'm throwing 75 85 miles per hour and the the ace is throwing 95 change of pace man i'm trying to win us a title nice nobody oh. nobody would give more blood sweat and tears than andrew zimmel to bring a title to texas state mm-hmm. they called you the babe roof of bandera didn't they something like that and then you threw out your elbow so yeah <laughs> shout out alan zimmel <laughs> I'm built like uh, like a piece of white bread in the water, bro. Falling apart. Awesome. Well, hey, if you watch this one back to back from Texas State's media page, let me know. Was this better than their media day? <laughs> I think Trout had a lot of fun. So thanks for watching.
Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.